Hey everyone, it's Miss Self Love, and I am so excited because it's been a long time since I had a guest, but I have a very special guest today on my podcast. Okay, and her name is Marche. Marche, do you want to say hi to everyone? Yeah, sure. Hello, good evening, good morning, and good afternoon to each and every one of you. I I'm super grateful to be on this platform, and I can imagine um, the lives and the women that we're going to touch tonight. I'm super excited. Yes, I am so excited. And today we will be speaking about some sensitive topics that we have never spoke about on this podcast. So I'm really excited that Marche is here speaking about these sensitive topics and giving us some important feedback on it because I was not able to, I haven't been able to talk about it yet. I never spoke about it at all. So, um, so we'll be speaking about, you know, some physical abuse and how we can get past that and co-parenting with toxic exes and things like that. So, um, there are a lot of single women on this podcast that are, just got out of a relationship or are single or single mothers trying to move forward. So I'm just going to get right into it for the audience, uh, Marche, the first question. So uh, I am going to ask you, have you ever experienced any physical abuse and how do you get past that? Yes. Um, back in 2005, I had got, uh, very angry with my baby father and he decided to put his hands on me. I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. I am sorry because I don't condone none of that. I don't like none of that. Yeah. So um, I was on a trip in Pittsburgh and I came home and I checked the call ID box and I had missing uh Missing phone calls, which was naturally because I was out of the house on vacation for three or four days. So um, I checked the call ID box and I um, started dialing back the numbers and a female answered and she said that she was dating my baby father or they were friends. And I I investigated the situation and come to find out he was cheating on me and he started to want to fight me and I was like, wow. Okay. So you want to go there, <laughs> you know? Um, so all I knew was to actually um, get a hanger that come from the cleaners. Once he put his hands on me, I put my hands on him and it got really, really um, nasty over the years he actually was stalking me and threatening to hurt me. And we had to get the Southwest Philadelphia detectives involved. So it was really, really a true learning experience to be a young adult who had a big father um, abusing him. And I never would imagine that because we were together for almost 10 years before he even did that. So he never did it before? That was his first time? Yes, that was his first time. So we met in 97. He didn't put his hands on me until 2005. Wow. So you never, so physical abuse could just happen at any time. You never really know when, 
Yeah, you just never really know when a person is frustrated or just at their last call with someone. You know, and speaking of this today, um, I saw something actually on Facebook, and it's a blog going around that Serena uh, Williams, the tennis player, she actually... She actually thinks that young boys should have like domestic violence classes to teach them about domestic violence. Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I think that would be absolutely amazing because, you know, things are psychological and we need to be made more aware of this at an early age because some of us are seeing our parents abuse our moms or the opposite, the mom is abusing the father. So, what a child sees, what a child do. And if we are able to put those type of programs in school or in the community, I think it would benefit the child very well. Yes, I think so. I think we need a lot more uh, classes for boys as well. That's something I really want to get into because I have a son and I just feel like boys need a lot more just just classes just a little just a lot some more love some more group support to teach them because we can't teach the woman and we're not teaching the men we're never going to be in balance um that's how i feel about that part what do you think about that absolutely you know um i think little girls should actually be uh in the class also because mm. it's men it's men being abused it's mm-hmm. just more. It's just more under the radar. Men are also being abused too. It's not yeah. just women yeah. that's being abused. It's tons of men that's being abused and not speaking about it. It's a community of people in the world that's being abused that are men by their by by a woman that's hitting on them. You are absolutely. You are absolutely right. It does go. Uh, it does go both ways. It really does. Go because mm-hmm. because miss self love um females are quickly to get in men faces they're mm. quickly to try to intimidate them and a lot of humans don't have self control so they automatically tap back into that inner child where they mm. may have felt hurt and they feel like in that instant moment that they have to protect protect themselves so it's like they kind of black out too they're you know they're human too it doesn't make it right but we are life is a temporary experience so we learn as we evolve and if we don't learn then we stay you know we stay stuck no yeah yeah definitely yeah absolutely you're absolutely right about that and so so we talked about having some classes for the, is that, or is that, is there any other ways you think we can like bring awareness or basically stop physical and domestic abuse and violence? Like any more ways the class? Mm-hmm. I believe it just start from home with the okay. parent. You know, if the parent uh, bring it up as much as they bring up anything else, <laughs> that really doesn't matter. <laughs> that really doesn't matter. And we can replace it with making sure our children feel safe, making sure they're not, you know, like little boys and little girls play too much nowadays. They go a little bit too far, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So that mm -hmm. automatically put their they they're automatically naturally putting their guard up at a more aggressive point nowadays. So we know kids are getting pregnant at 18 and 19, but you got to remember they were just 13, 14 fighting on boys, hitting on boys. So it's just, we all have to be aware of how our children move and how they interact. And I believe if the woman that's listening to this phone call, if you just look more into and observe your child and spend time with your child or take them out on different play dates, you're able to see how your children really interact. A lot of us are not mindful about that. We just say, go play. You know, um, mm -hmm. you'll go in your room and you'll send the kids downstairs or you'll let them play upstairs. And we don't know what mm -hmm. they're doing. In that. We don't know what they're doing in the other room. Yeah, that is real so, so I have saw this done in the community. I have saw this done to myself. So I do differently. Now, if it's my children and their cousins and yes, they can play in the other room. But when it's, you know, neighbors over, school friends over, we all need to be downstairs together interacting and watching what they're saying, listening, doing. That's just number one. It just it just starts at home because then you're able to better guide them and direct them and make sure they're aware of who's the man and who's the woman. You know, a lot of us are coming from homes with nothing but women. So we tend to have a lot of masculinity in us. So when we do date, we don't have no, fem no we, we, we're not balanced out with feminine energy. So we kind of like been playing the man role since we've been in the home with a bunch of women, our aunts, our grandmothers, our moms and our sisters, because it's not, you know, it's broken home. So it, it starts from home. I know I agree with everything you said, watching them, correcting them as they play so you can know what, what they are. I agree. I think that was a really good, a good point that you made. And it definitely does start from home. So thank you for that. And I do have another important question for you. And that is, how can people co-parent with a toxic ex? Like, let's say the toxic ex was either physical abuse, uh, physically abusing them or verbally or emotionally abusing them or just anything like that, calling them out their name. Like, how does somebody co-parent with a toxic ex? So this happens a lot. Like, either the, the mother is toxic or the father is toxic and the other one doesn't feel like they're toxic, but the other one, they feel like maybe they're, you know, um, father of the child is toxic and they're like I want to co-parent but at the same time I don't want them bringing their toxicity on me or my child like a lot of people are put in that sticky sticky situation and I just feel like it's not being discussed so how do you deal with that like what are some tips you can give people okay so me and my daughter father got together in 1996 we didn't have and and see that's young love you know mm -hmm. and you know, everybody define love different and I look as love as an action. And we did demonstrate true love because it wasn't all about sex when we were a young adult. So follow me on this. When I had my daughter in 2000, my daughter father lived in Atlanta, so he wasn't there. So he was sending me money and he was like, you know, you don't have to be on welfare. 
I'll send you money every week or every two weeks. And then you had my mother and my aunt, which have a poverty mindset, saying, girl, you better get food stamps. You mm-hmm. better get you some welfare. So I still got the welfare, even though he was uh, sending me money. Oh, um, okay. So, so with that being said, which, which, which would he was sending me was just enough. So welfare made it enough. Whereas though, you know, mm. you only get one fifty eight from welfare. You know, right. so then he was only sending me like three four hundred dollars every two weeks. So okay. it was just it was just about five hundred dollars every two weeks. Uh-huh. And um, I wasn't working. I was seventeen years old when I had my daughter. So okay. the court, so the courts, you know, contacted him and was like, he was like, you 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 getting money, um, for the baby for welfare when I'm sending you money, and I'm like, well, it was only three four hundred dollars every two weeks. So I appreciate it, but I just need a little bit more. So right. he was, so he was talking to court. So. Follow me when I say this. He took me to court from 2003 to 2006 to 2017 till my daughter turned 17. So we had stopped the courts like for like two years. And then I had got back with him. We mended things up. And Uh then once we broke up and he started putting his hands on me is when he kept me in court from 2006 to 2017. So... Because I am a science person, you know, I use my mind a lot. The tools that I was using and the strategies that I was using with him, I was winning mentally. I knew that I wasn't going to never lose my child. I knew I was the best mother in the world for her. I knew that her father was from, you know, the Caribbeans, which they're very protective and aggressive and, you know, manipulative manipulative and you know the strategies that I used and that I put in place um therapy could not help me I had to help my own self get out this situation my family couldn't help me they were blaming me saying you know you know you're 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 the one that's the problem basically I was the problem so I had to figure myself I I had to train myself to know how to use emotional intelligence at a very young age, which I didn't know that's what I was doing now that I study personal development, self-awareness, and have a coaching program to teach women how to create a journey that will help them manifest their goals and uh, create a vision to live their dreams, whether that's in business or just your personal goals that can be done. Um, but yeah, it was just the strategies I used to out outthink him. It was very challenging because at one point in time he had my daughter from Thursday to Monday and I had her Monday to Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was it was one point in time I had her Thursday to Sunday and he had her Monday to Wednesday. It was mm-hmm. one point in time he couldn't see her for a year because mm-hmm. he was he was mad that I had another child in two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. So. So, so dealing with, you know, a toxic person and you grow from, from where you were at and you grow past the man, because we're like so many years already older than I'm mentally anyway. Right. It was like, yeah, it was about time, by that time I was like, 
be toxic by yourself, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it's just all about actually having a conversation and me talking to the person to learn who they are and to see how their baby father or husband or ex-husband or boyfriend think for me to be able to help them out. That's a very mm-hmm. deep conversation. That's another whole another day conversation because <laughs> we would actually need a third party to ask us questions for us to give them the scenarios of how you would deal with a person um, that's to- toxic. So if you want to ask me a question on how to do that, I can break that down. Yeah. So what if it's a situation like, well, I'm going to do it for the, okay, so I'm going to do, let's say the baby daddy is toxic, right? So he the basically is a situation where they have a child together and then the um the baby father, I guess maybe he's we don't know what he's angry about. I guess he could be angry about child support or whatever, even though the kid is living with the mother, you know, and you know, he in this situation he doesn't send any money but he buys the kid stuff from time to time when he can or whatever. And he's paying like child support and um so, and then, I don't know, he's just, he's just verbally abusive. He, like, just been verbally abusive the whole relationship, even after calling the baby mother a B word and whatever, things like that. Just whenever he can, he just, he, he just wants to bring the baby mother down. Just because he's mad about whatever, whatever, whatever. We don't really know. So, how do you co-parent like that? And then he's, cur- let's say he curses the, the baby mother out in front of the child and things like that. Like, how do you, like, deal with that? Okay, so you asked me three questions and style one. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 tap into the baby father that does not pay any child support. No, he but, pays. He pays. Oh, he pays child support, and mm-hmm. he still sent. He still have his own clothes for the children, and still buys the kids stuff. And every now back. and every now and again, he buys stuff. Every now and again, he buys stuff. And you get ch- and and that person get child support, but he's still disrespecting the mom. Yeah, he. I, we. I guess he. He's mad about whatever. We don't really know, but. Mm-hmm. Well, after the child, after the child pretty much turned five or six, you don't have to talk to the parent. The only time That's you have to. What- Mm-hmm. You, the only time you have to talk to the parent is for the mutual drop off. If you're getting child support, and regardless if he's doing something from time to time, that's his choice because you already then put him in court. So he don't have to do but what the court say he has to do. So that's right. why I don't recommend every situation to automatically take their baby father to child support. You know what right. I mean? Because not every situation needs child support. But right. um. If that person is barely doing for the child, that that's him. Let him be. Let the let 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 him deal with that with the universe. Let that let the universe take care of that, and you work through it because the universe is going to help you get through that. But you know, if their child turns four, five, six, it's not really much conversation, but where to drop the child off at, and what weekends are you getting them, and. I'm in New Jersey and I live in New York. So can you go get the baby because it's an emergency and I'm on my way home. I mean, that's the only time you need to talk to your child's father. If you guys are not speaking like that and he's constantly disrespecting you, your baby's using a potty 
or you know going to the bathroom is no conversation needed as long as the child not being abused or being you know coming home upset then you have to learn how to deal deal within that like you have to you have to learn how to deal with it that's just that I actually, I, I'm actually, I was actually in that situation before, you know, um, my kid's father gave me child support and he did stuff when he wanted to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I don't have nothing to say about it. I don't say nothing. You know, when you don't say nothing, that's when you get more. Less is more. When you don't say nothing and you let no, me. No, I agree. I agree. Silence is everything. Yeah. Silence will make people go crazy. Yeah. Your, your children get so much more with you being silent. Because at the end of the day, when you're running your mouth and being disrespectful, you know, just as much as he is, is only going to make your child suffer more. So, yeah. I just. So, you're saying to so be the bigger person if you feel like you're not toxic. Yeah. It's not, even be, it's not about being a bigger person. It's just being at peace with the situation. It's deeper than that. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not even about being a bigger person. A lot of us use that term and we apply it literally, which you have to think about it logically. You're just at peace with it. When you realize that you're at peace with his actions because that's him, that's not you, then... It's not about being a bigger person. It's about peace. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. That's what the inner self wants to heal. It wants peace in all areas of life because abundance is already here. What you want is already here. So just don't say nothing. I don't say nothing. And I just let it be. But, you know, I have a 20-year-old, so I learned not to say nothing. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. so... It was more easier to stop dealing with my other children's father. It was way more easy. I was able to cut him off. I'm like, you know what? I had a, my my daughter father um, buy me cars, pay insurance, do dishes, clean up, and all I had to do is work and go to school and take my daughter to dance school. So why would I mm-hmm. why why would I deal with you? And I had all that in my cake and eat it too. That didn't make the it's just backwards. Okay. Do you, bro? Take care of the kids when you feel like it. I get my child support and I'm cool. <laughs> you know? So right, that, that really blew his mind. So, you know, tons of materialistic things that we all don't need constantly walks through my door for my children. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I agree with that. It's always I don't I call it reverse psychology. I don't know if that's the yeah. manipulator, but I love it. I love reverse psychology. <laughs> oh, it works all the time. But especially silence. Like you said, silence works all the time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um so listen to what she said. Um, everyone listening. Marche says silence works all the time and reverse psychology. Can I use that time? Is that okay with you? Reverse psychology. Yeah. Yes, because I talk about that all the time on the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Marche approves, and I'm excited because this is a smart woman. So, she approves of reverse psychology and silence, which is basically what I talk about on this podcast all the time. Do it, please. 
So, and let's just reverse the situation real quick. So, because men do listen to the podcast. So, if it's a man and the baby mother is, we don't know her problem, why she's butt hurt, but she's giving the, you know, the father a hard time with seeing the kid. Maybe she curses a lot, does a whole, all the antics. Like, what does he do? Does he go to court to see the kid? Or how does, like, what does he do? Well, that's what I promote. I promote more men that are single fathers. I support them more. I dive into their lives and dissect what they, how they look at things. Cause I have a lot of friends that are single dads also, or that is just not being, that's being tortured by the baby mom. And the baby mom right. is like just mentally abusing him and not letting him see the kids, but taking the money and the kids are suffering. So what I suggest to fathers is, Take care of your business. Is your child just as well as hers? Nine out of 10, if you got yourself together, why not take full responsibility and man up to what you, you know, brung into this world and go find out the ins and outs on how to get custody of your child. Yes, it's scary. Um, it may not be a normal behavior inside of your home that you ever had to deal with and no one seems to support you in any way, you know, you can always reach me on Facebook, Marche Walker, inbox me and let me know that you listen to this podcast and you just want like free su- free suggestions and consultations. I'm willing to do that over the holiday up until like January the 15th. I think that'd be awesome to really support the men that want to be a part of children's lives because it's a trend that they're not. So why not step up to the plate Find out the rules and the regulations before you actually file the custody and have a conversation with someone that's going to support you and understand your pain, your fears and your struggles on the do's and don'ts and the pros and cons. And you can have a strategic plan on how you're going to take care of this matter versus going in there blindfolded and you lose custody of the child Anyway, because I believe when we have our children, we do not own our children. The state owns our children until we actually go and file for custody for our children. I agree. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people don't know that. So let me repeat that one more time. Please, it's important. you, you, You have a baby and the state owns your child. Mm-hmm. they can tell you what you can do and what you cannot do with your child until you go to city hall mm-hmm. and file for custody. So if you are someone that's just here supporting and self-love and you are in a relationship with your fiance or your boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, y'all been together for over three, four years, you still don't have the rights to your child fully. This, this, the city or the state does so that's something you guys want to go look and just check out i'm not saying oh my god it's urgent go do it now but if you guys are two powerful couples y'all are lying y'all know what you want out of life go ahead and do it just for fun and say hey i am a parent that went and got custody of my kids and we're still together and we ain't fight about it we have joint custody and then you guys go off and get married you know? No, I think that I think that makes perfect sense. So you're basically saying a birth certificate signing doesn't it's still the the state's child after you sign a birth certificate, so you go to court. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I remember when I first heard that, I was like, Oh <laughs> right. 
Right. It, no, that's uh, very important information. It is definitely the truth. <laughs> so thank you for that. And since um, before we get to the uh, last question, where um, yes, your social media. You gave out your Facebook. We're just all the platforms that everybody can find you on. If you can, you give that out, please. Well, I just got on social media as as a uh, mm-hmm. as as a you know full-time entrepreneur from home being on social media has been a amazing journey so right now I'm on Facebook I did uh Mm -hmm. just you know did a soft launch on Instagram but you can mainly find me on Facebook if you're listening to this podcast simply just inbox me and say hey I want to connect with you I'm very open I was uh, listening to Miss Self Love podcast on abuse, and I just wanted to find out some more information, or just say, "Hey, I want a friend request you and send me a friend request." At least I know who you are and where you came from, because within the last three months, I received over a thousand friend requests. Oh man, I gotta sort them too <laughs> To sort them out and um, make sure I understand who they are and you know, what type of relationship do you want to build? Like, I like to really, really get in tune with people and build relationships because that's what social media is all about. That definitely is. It's huge. So, yeah, Facebook, um, so you could, you could spell it out for everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook, Marche Walker, that's M-A-R-S-H-A-Y, and Walker is W-A-L-K-E-R. So you can easily just friend request me or message me on uh, Facebook. Great. So that's that's great. That's amazing. So yes, please go to her for because she's a smart woman. She'll definitely help you guys, help uh, the guys and the ladies out. So, and just the last question I would, well, I just, well, you basically told us what you do. So, you know, any services, your services that you, different services you offer? I know you talked about some of them. You just get into more detail about that so people can know exactly what to look for you for help. Okay. So I'm an inspirational visionary coach and I help busy moms uh, create a sacred journey to manifest their goals and live their dreams by um, working with them one-on-one and group coaching for six weeks to help them experience something that they've been looking uh, to heal from or to actually be able to uh, manifest their life. Okay, that is amazing. That is definitely... I love it. <laughs> Thank you so I love much. Thank I love you. it. You said it's a six-week program, right? Yes. Yep, six weeks. And I have testimonials that's out this world. I'm actually about to do a recognition post tomorrow. Um, mm. I also had launched a program last month with over 150 people. And about uh, 45% of the people uh actually participated and then at the end of the 21 days we had about out of the 150 we had about 35 to 45 people 
that went through the whole program for 21 days and came out with beautiful outcomes. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's very, very shocking. And Miss Self Love, you were also supposed to be a part of that journey. And I look forward to seeing you be a part of it because it's super amazing. It's super amazing. It's called the 21-day promise mm-hmm. experience to yourself. So you're making a 21-day promise to commit 15 to 30 minutes to self-care. Oh, wow. A lot of us um, don't understand that we have 65,000 thoughts a day, 48 Mm. thoughts a minute, and Mm. just realizing that and taking 15 to 20 minutes out of a day, you get 168 hours a week. A lot of us cannot commit to that. As you can see, I started off with 150 people that actually committed to say yes. After three days, I say about 40 people had dropped out because the first three days are the very, very most tender and sensitive days. Then Mm -hmm. after the seventh day, another 15, 20 people left. And then from the seventh to the 21st, I say maybe about five or seven people had left. So it was a great turnout. Wow. Great turnout. It was very... You know, taking 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes out of a day to help yourself can be very, very uh, tedious because your mind is not used to being reprogrammed to do something that you're not used to doing. Mm -hmm. So during the 15, 20 minutes, will we meditate or we work out or what is whatever you you want to do? So you do 15 minutes of meditating and then I put... Um, about a five minute exercise in it. So you're have you're journaling and you're meditating for 21 days to start a new habit. The new habit comes about within the 60th day, and that's just you know based on what you want to see happen with the next 60 days, whether that's a personal goal, a financial goal, um, emotional goal a mental health goal, a self-care goal. It's just all about, you know, you. It'll be customized to your being, who you are. So one lady, for instance, she was able to have breakthroughs and start her Facebook group. One lady was able to reconnect with her mother. One lady was able to um, realize who she was and who she was evolving to be. And it, it was just amazing, super amazing. And I look forward to like sharing the testimonies and things like that. I actually shared them in my Facebook stories and that's how I'm launching the next program. So next program is launching the second week in January. So guys, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you message me. It's going to be super awesome. They're definitely gonna mess. They're definitely gonna message you because a lot of people are going to be listening to this to this episode and can relate to you and everything you're doing. So yeah. I think it's great. I'll definitely be me and you will be working together for the future because I have a lot of stuff I have to get done. So yes, yes, I, I'm just so blessed. We all are so blessed. Who is all listening to this call? If you if you celebrate the holidays, I hope it's okay to say happy holidays. If not. 
as well wishes because in this season, no matter what, if you celebrate holidays or not, this is still the time to evolve and reborn, rebirth ourselves and just look how things are moving and just being very aware of who you are and who you want to be for 2020, to have a clear vision for 2020, right? 2020 is all about clear vision. 2020 is all about women and self-empowerment and knowing the power of you. So it's, it's, it's right on time. This conversation was right on time towards the end. And it's just amazing that I, I'm sitting here having this conversation. You know, this is amazing. Yes, a vision. Get your vision together for 2020. I love that. I really yeah. do love that. Yeah. Definitely yeah. start now. Start at this time. So by the time you, 2020 comes, you can get it together. Yeah, because I'm I'm actually I have a slogan, so I broke it up a little bit. I didn't even give it all away just yet. You know, just is just the little uh, appetizers that I'm talking about here on this uh, call right now, but I'm actually about to get a slogan trademark to start some mugs and t-shirts and, you know, silk hair scarves for the women that wear natural hair and things like that. Just, I love inspiration and empowerment. You know, you have to build motivation. I'm not a big motivator when I say, um, Motivation has to come from you. No one can motivate you to do anything. It has to be inside of you, which it is already, but it has to be, you know, bacon. It has to be primed. It has to be um, self-aware. No one can motivate you but you. You can say, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow because you heard me say this, but if you don't hear me say it again and you don't listen to me, you're not going to do it the following day. Do that make sense? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand. So that's why I love inspiring women and empowering them and challenging them in the most respectful way. Okay. Okay. I love this. <laughs> Thank you for this. The um, This has been beautiful. I love this. Thank you for talking about your... Uh, experience with physical abuse and helping people, giving people tips on co-parenting and your services. Yes. Thank you for being you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yes, this is amazing. <laughs> I feel so good. And it's like you never really know um, how how you feel once you write something down and talk about it because it's another chapter you're able to close. I don't have to go in 2020 as if I didn't share my story about abuse because I'm just super grateful. You know, women get into these relationships at 30 and 40 and abuse to their 60, you know, um, yes. young women getting a relationship at 16, 17 years old and is abused to 40 and then come looking all crazy. Like they don't know how to know, like they act like they don't know they got to get their stuff together. You know, yeah. so I'm just glad I got out the game early. And I was able to share my story and, and, and inspire someone to call or text me, you know, to say, hey, I want, I want some of that, that good, good. That's going to make me leave this guy alone. Right. She's good with the physical. I'm good with the breakup stuff and the self-love stuff. This is the physical abuse and the emotional abuse that please, please. But, um, yes.
Thank you for that. So we're about to end, Marsha. Do you have anything else you would like to leave for everyone before we end? Um, I wish I would have looked up a quote, honestly. So, um, let me see. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna leave with a quote. Go ahead. I think that'd be really cool. Um. It say each relationship nurtures a strength or weakness within you. Standing alone is better than standing with people who hurt you. Don't judge yourself by what others did to you. When it comes to abuse, you believe there's you when it comes to abuse, you believe there is no way out when it is. So that's it. Yeah. There's always um light on the other side. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's always there's always a way out for any any type of abuse any type of abuse, right? So yes, I uh I agree with that. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate this. Thank you, thank you. All right. So thank you, and thank you everyone for listening. And have a nice night. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.